Nothing says don't be insecure like product placing your brand in every frame of the movie. This is Ralph Briggs Internet Spoilers. Don't be insecure, guys. Hey, it's Star Wars. Don't be insecure, though. Don't be insecure. <laughs> I'm your host, Pappy. Uh, we're going to make this a quick one tonight, a new podcast about the latest Disney animated film, Wreck-It Ralph. Joining me today, almost as always, my best friend, my good friend, man who I love to talk Disney with more than any other human in the world, Stevie. How are you doing, Stevie? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Not too bad. And you have a big announcement. This is huge, huge spoilers news. Huge breaking news. Yes. So let's throw this out there. You and I have started our own project. We'll still be on spoilers, but we've started our own project talking about the history of Disney. And it is called Please Stand Clear of the Doors. It's a great name. I love that name. Yes, it is. I'm so excited to share it with the world. It's a, it's a lot different than spoilers. It's more of like a one season type deal covering the, the golden age of Disney. We try to like focus on different topics and tell the story of, of Disney. It's really cool, but it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's not They're like it's two a, hours a piece. It's a well, lot of info. We read books for it. Um, <laughs> but sitting very patiently and quietly and, and waiting to be introduced, I'm a very rude host. We have first timer on spoilers, Instagram friend, Pixie Bomber slash Renee. How's it going, Renee? I'm good. I have my unicorn onesie on, and I'm ready. I saw. Yeah, you came ready to go on the video. Me and Steve were like overwhelmed. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> was not ready to go. I was like in my PJs. But um, yeah, so how how did this come about? I forget. Like, did we ask you, or we kind of just have been Instagram friends? Is that the deal? No, you guys found an article I wrote through Nerdy Scoop that did not have spoilers, and you Ooh. guys posted, "Where are the spoilers?" <laughs> and I said. Hey, I'm the author, and I chose not to do spoilers on this article, but I'm going to be writing an article on, I think it was Hocus Pocus, and I said I will have spoilers amok Mm -hmm. on this article, and then that ensued all sorts of weirdness, insanity, and so forth. A movie that deserves spoilers, Hocus Pocus. If you haven't seen it at this point, what are you doing with your life? I, I don't know who hasn't seen it. Because it was shown like 23 times on Freeform over the course of October. Is that ABC Family? Is that what that used to be? What was ABC Family yeah. is now Freeform. It was, and I did write that in my article. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, so what was the website again? Just one more time so our listeners can check it out. It was Nerdy Scoop. NerdyScoop.com, right? It was. Okay. I did. My recent article was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. We I have to check that watched- out. For the first time, and after I wrote it, I did uh, re. I listened to your guys's spoilers. Oh, and we were I, so drunk for that. Mm. <laughs> I did. <laughs> there were times where I'm like, "How do we?" My thought process and your guys's thought process were like very similar on many things. Oh, really? That's funny. I thought <laughs> yeah, you were going to go the was, opposite way. I think it'd be like, "How can uh, we do was, a podcast together?" Because they were so uh, different. It was creepy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good movie. Not a great podcast. But the funny thing is, is like, yeah, Stevie and I have hung out uh, the night before Thanksgiving was like five years in a row now. I think this was our seventh year. And this is what we chose to do on that on that party (laughs) night was to go watch a Disney movie together. But it was a lot of fun. I know, Stevie, you might not remember parts of the movie. That's is that fair to say? Well, yeah, um, (laughs) yeah. We had a few beers here and there, and maybe a few drinks before the actual viewing of the movie. 
But yeah, there's some parts that could probably could be like refreshed on. I did not take notes. That's what, <laughs> I have notes. <laughs> two two thirds of us came prepared to podcast today. But Sorry. I had a beer while watching Ralph breaks the internet because my theater allowed us to bring beers into our viewing. Nice. What kind of beer? I had a I had a cider. Ooh. Strongbow. It was a, no, it was a uh, it was a rose anchor. I don't know. Angry Orchard Rosé was one I haven't tried before. Almost as fancy as what Stevie had in in our theater, which had like a full bar, basically. You had a, what was it called? A Pineapple Express? It was called a Pineapple Express. It was a lot of rum. Do you remember what was in it? Uh, like Malibu rum, Captain rum, Fort Myers. Uh, no, Myers. It was just like Myers Dark rum. Uh, and I think like a spritz of OJ. Yeah. You had everything on the counter, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. And for our listeners who are wondering, Pappy put four Modellos in his heavy jacket and walked in the theater. That's what he I, had. Yeah, I wasn't going to share that, but <laughs> <laughs> but that may or may not have happened. But yeah, so let's, Stevie, let's refresh your memory on Ralph Breaks the Internet. All right, let's get you plugged in. Wiffy, or is it Wifey? Why don't we just go in? And we are online. item up a black velvet painting of a sorrowful kitten it's like it's looking into my soul yeah that one's really gonna haunt me for a while oh games pancake milkshake i'm awake kids. pancake milkshake milkshake <laughs> i'm starting to understand why people like this game very zen milkshake hey look what i more pancakes. Let's speed it up. Pancake, 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 pancake. Eat, little buddy. Eat, eat, eat. Uh, Ralph, you might want to try feeding the kitty for a little while. No, the kitty gets the milkshake. The bunny gets the pancake. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, Renee, I, you like this movie, right? I liked it. It does not hold as strongly as the first one, but mm-hmm. the Disney nerd in me liked it. Yeah, I could. Stevie's a bit, obviously Stevie's a big Disney nerd. He, he started a whole separate Disney podcast and I, I'm more skeptical of Disney. I'm more of, I view them as like an evil empire. <laughs> you ranked defeated. it lower than me on Letterbox. I, I re-rated rated it two stars out of five. I went back and oh. lowered it even more upon, upon reflection. <gasps> so, but let's, I thought you gave it a three. I, yeah, let's, okay, let's get into it. Our, our, <laughs> our, 
protagonist, Vanellope, played by the incomparable Sarah Silverman, uh, her game breaks, and it's pretty much Ralph's fault that the game breaks. Um, and mm-hmm. because the part is very expensive, they have to shut down the game. Well, well let's back up. Okay. He yeah. wanted to please her. He wanted to help her because of friendship. Mm-hmm. It's all in the name of friendship. This whole movie is in the name of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. But almost too much friendship. Ralph is a little too We'll get into that later. So um, there's this surge of of, of, uh, characters from, what's it called, Sugar Rush, who enter enter the Wreck-It Ralph sort of world. And those characters are adopted. And I think this is one one part of the movie I wish there was more of, was uh, Fix-It Felix and Calhoun. They're so great in the first Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, They kind of like disappear for a while in this one. I don't know what you guys thought. But they come back with like, oh, when they are back, they are back though. That just leaves the racers. We're like adorable. You sure are. So, any takers? Um, anyone? Felix, I know we've never once talked about having a family before, but I know it feels like the kind of thing you just jump into with both feet and nary a plan. Felix and I will give them sanctuary. Put on your church shoes. Stevie, I know you love that line. They Let's churn some butter. <laughs> <laughs> they jump into They go to the internet. Yeah, they jump into the internet and, and Pixie Bomber. No, they bubble. Like they, they bubble in the internet. I want it I wish Disney would make a ride. Like as we oh. were in that scene. Oh, I want Disney to make a ride where we can actually go inside those little bubbles and we can actually ride in the internet from Wreck It Ralph 2. That would be pretty awesome. And if you have to enter through like a 1996 desktop Mac <laughs> monitor, that would be even cooler, like in the movie. Uh, but yeah, how would you describe the world of the internet, uh, Pixie Bomber, Renee? What's it, what's it like in this world? Like we enter it? Yeah, I mean, like, no, like the general setup, like what's it? I kind of wrote down, it looks like a mall uh, or like a city with like the different websites or storefronts. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, it's... To some people, it could be an overwhelming sensation, but it is a visual wonderland of everything. So there are skyscrapers of Pinterest, skyscrapers of <laughs> Google, and with Twitter, they have the little birds which yeah. are tweeting away. Oh, that is pure delight. They have a whole tower of goggles. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's an important seed that's planted here as well a cross i guess a cross mashup of buzzfeed and youtube called buzztube and this will play mm. a, a critical role in the film later on um one of my favorite parts though is when they they first they're entering the internet and they approach the search bar uh is alan tudyk plays know-it-all oh i'm glad you brought him up yes i love him he's the best he was king candy Yes, that's the thing I had. He was perfect. I'm glad you guys caught that. And he was the chicken in Moana, which is pretty funny. There you go. (laughs) Shouldn't someone out here could give us directions? Oh, look at that little egg guy. 
He's got on one of those hats that smart people wear. I bet he could help us. Come on. Oh, hello, sir. Interesting. You don't seem to have a search history. Well, let's start one for you. What can Nosemore help you find today? Um, Umbrella. Umbridge. Umami. No. Noah's Ark. No doubt. Nordstrom. Ergonomics. Urban Outfitters. Er, cool. Looks like no one put Humpty Dumpty together again. This guy's a little soft-boiled. I'm pretty sure he's just trying to guess what you're going to say. Yes, I'm sorry, but my autofill is a touch aggressive today. Let me try. <clears throat> eBay Sugar Rush Steering Wheel. <laughs> oh, I only found one result for your query. Hmm, isn't that interesting? What? How did you... Ah, the Internet's very intuitive. Thank you, Mr. Nosemore. Well, you're welcome. But he like he's like always trying to finish the sentences like a search engine will do. Like try to guess what you're gonna say. It's a pretty great little bit. I liked it. It's kind of the Ask Jeeves parody is kind of what they're reaching at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the nose more. I could see that. He's got the, the glasses and mm-hmm. it's kind of standoffish though too a little bit but <laughs> this, I, i'm glad that you brought up that the when you enter the world of the internet it's it's like a very uh it's really beautiful and it reminds me a lot of coco in a lot of ways i think there's a lot of parallels to coco especially in that um we talked about this on the coco episode they they know that they want to spend a lot of time they know that they want to spend a lot of time in the cool place so they basically have to give like a couple different side missions to fill up the time and coco was like you have to get a get a get a get oh my god (laughs) you have to get a guitar to like go in the band and this it was more of a you have to get money to get to ebay to buy the wheel to fix the game do i have that do i have that right stevie as far as you remember that was right yeah yeah correct Okay. When they rack up a giant eBay tab or eBoy tab <laughs> and they can't pay for it, they have to go to plan B. What's your credit card number? Seven? <laughs> Seven? <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's 11. <laughs> 11? Um, so they meet, uh, and we're just, if there's anything I should slow down to, just let me know. We just flying through the plot, but they meet a pop up, which, Stevie, I don't know if you remember the pop up. He reminds me of like a, uh, like a 1950s. <gasps> Back up. Okay. Did you guys notice the pop the pop up for the Saucy Housewives you want to meet? No, I didn't. I missed it. <laughs> so the the Saucy Housewives that want to meet you references the aunt from Big Hero Six, which some people may or may not think is kind of sexy. Hmm. Stevie. Really? Yeah. I did not realize that was the reference. That's cool. Do you find it sexy, Stevie? <sighs> I think some people think she's sexy. Well, it's, yeah, Stevie's, you know. I mean, she's good looking, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But that was the, the reference. So Disney understands that some people think she's sexy, so they put her in, <laughs> put her back in. So Disney's very self-aware at oh, this Oh, this point. is the most self-aware movie I've ever seen, too. <laughs> Almost but that's too. in the whole pop-up scene going on right there. Yeah, exactly. And, and the pop-up guy, he's like this kind of CD selling you a watch out of his coat pocket type. It's Bill Hader, right? Is it? I don't have you know. I, I think it's Bill name. Hader, yeah. I didn't pull his name. I pulled a couple other names, but not his. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, this is an all-star cast, too, we should mention. There's a lot of a lot of really great voice talent. But, but basically, he turns them on to where, speaking of a lot of talent, Gal Gadot is running a a death race, a slaughter race. She looks like her character, too. Mm -hmm. 
Steve, what do you remember about the slaughter race? How would you describe the slaughter race to someone who hadn't played that game before? Like if Mad Max were in a functioning city. That's yeah. like the best way I would describe it. <laughs> like a post-apocalyptic. I mean, racer. it's like it's like Bizarro Vanellope's game of Sugar Rush. I mean, just take everything opposite, mm-hmm. and then you have Slaughter Race. Yes, and Bill Hatter did play J.P. Spamley. Nice, J.P. Spamley. J.P. Spamley. Yep, that was him. Oh, good. Okay. Really? Want to get rich playing video games? Uh, but this is like Vanellope's dream too, because I think it's I. I think it's like she gets to be like an AI unit rather than being controlled by a player. So it's like a lot more fun for mm-hmm. her to to race in this environment. And she, she found her game, but she doesn't have to fight against. Whereas in the beginning, she was fighting against the, the person which mm-hmm. broke, which caused the game to break. Whereas this one, she's the AI, which I think is more fun for her. Which I love too, which implies that like, Whenever a child is playing that game, they're not actually doing anything. They're just like kind of turning the wheel, and it's all her making the decisions. Unless she goes totally AWOL, they would never know the difference. I did the same thing to my little sister. I would unplug a Super Nintendo controller, and I would play. I would tell her she's doing a good job. That was a long time ago, though. Slaughter race. It is wicked dangerous. Well, well, well. Who are you? I think we should get out of here. Yeah, enter Gal Gadot. And one another funny part of this movie is is uh, Ralph is like, okay, I'll go talk to her. He's acting all tough. And then he gets over to her and he just starts like weeping in her face, like <laughs> telling her of his plight. And, and her offer to help is to take a funny video and upload it to BuzzTube. And to say that this went super viral would be an understatement. I mean, that was like a whole part of the movie, wasn't it? He was just making video after video after video. Well, she she launched the idea to help him make right. money. Mm-hmm. Right, so they can get v- Vanellope's part. To get hearts, to get yeah. money. And, and guiding them through this is uh, the head algorithm, uh, played by Taraji P. Henson, who she's awesome and hilarious. Is the leaf blower guy? Who? It's a man with the undulating jowls. So? His video has 1.3 million watts. Well, <laughs> why didn't you tell me I was in the presence of a genius? Grab him a drink. <laughs> yeah, this lady named Shank, she actually made the video. She's the one who told us to come see you. No wonder your video's so dope. Shank is for real cool, right? <laughs> she is not. I'm the cool one getting all the hearts. Well, that's right, you big baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what'd you say your name was? Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Well, Wreck-It Ralph, you are trending. And these are for you. Heart. So then what happens next? I'm trying to see. That's where their storyline split. Yeah, Vanellope wants to go be a pop-up to help spread the word of Ralph, and she ends up in ohmydisney.com and Let's, okay, I know you like this, so I'm just going to hand the ball off to you. Do you want to kind of talk about this scene? Uh, Do you feel my excitement? I, I felt it over Skype. <laughs> okay. Ooh, oh my Disney. Okay. So the, let's just pause for the, the umbrella of Disney and how it's a monopoly. Mm-hmm. So Disney has 
I mean, they bought everything. They have accum. I have stock in Disney, so I, I have a bias in their monopoly. I do too. I mean, <laughs> I don't like it. I'm I'm okay with their monopoly <laughs> because I financially benefit from their monopoly. But so, but they have tactfully shown all of their with Star Wars with Marvel with the video game characters they have tactfully shown their monopoly without flaunting it in a way um as they went into oh my disney um just take a pause a moment i cried oh. when they showed <laughs> what part sorry i i broke down and i cried when i saw stanley in there because like tears i was done Oh, it was over. Like, I lost it with his avatar. But then, as but there was also like, this could be your princess. I have taken those quizzes on who would be my best friend princess. Mm-hmm. Like, no shame. I take all of them. <laughs> I am a sucker for like, who would be, you know, who fits your personality. I have taken so I was in a, denial for. Do you have a princess you usually get? Are you usually. Uh, assigned one more than any other. No. Oh. I'm all over the map, <laughs> but I have taken. Are you a Sith or are you a Jedi? So many times because I was in denial that I was a Sith for a while. I fully embrace that I am a Sith. I am a red lightsaber person. I like it. I, I admit it. It's it's now out in the public. <laughs> and so when they had like the, the stormtroopers in there, I was like, yes. Because then she gets caught because she was a fake pop up. Mm-hmm. She was unauthorized. Unauthorized, yeah. Oh, I laughed so hard. And then, like, her way of. She's like, oh, princesses. She went in Little Door. And I was like, oh, this is the scene I've been waiting for. The best part about the princesses, I immediately recognized all the voices because all of the princesses were played by their original voice actresses. Of course, Cinderella had to be replayed by a new voice because that actress is no longer with us. Snow White as well, I think, had to... I can't uh, imagine Snow White still kicking. I don't remember who played her. (gasps) Hi. (gasps) Whoa, whoa, ladies, I'm a princess too. What kind of a princess are you? Uh, Do you have magic hair? No. Magic hands? No. Do animals talk to you? No. Were you poisoned? No. Cursed? No. Kidnapped or enslaved? No. Are you guys okay? Should I call the police? Do people assume all your problems got solved because a big strong man showed up? Yes. What is up with that? She She is is a princess. princess. (laughs) I mean, Paige O'Hara came back. I mean, the voice actresses all came back, which is delightful. But then each princess... I mean, they were at going off on the sexist tropes, and each one was independent on their each person. You see Pocahontas and her hair blows in the wind, even though she's indoors. How does that happen? I don't know. It's Disney. No <laughs> yeah. right. And then Mulan does like this kick in the air trying to attack Vanellope, which does like this whole nod to I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which it made my heart a little happy there. And then you see Ariel. She's like combing her hair with like little the, the dingle hopper. <laughs> what was with Cinderella and breaking the, the last slipper? Oh, she was like ready to shank someone with it right away. 
and like Cinderella has never shown like any malice towards anybody and never any anger at all. Mm-hmm. Even and though like she's ready to go. <laughs> she's a princess now. She's got to defend her throne. Huh. But her stepsisters kind of deserved it and her stepmother deserved it, but yet nothing. And suddenly Penelope, hmm, yeah. <laughs> but Cinderella's question is, do you talk to animals? <laughs> Aurora, and I want to ask if she was cursed because they were cursed. Aurora, Snow White asks if she was poisoned as she's holding up like the poison, the poison apple. apple. Yeah. Wait, poison? <laughs> And, like, uh, Vanellope's reaction to that one's like, oh, my God, no. What is wrong with you guys? (laughs) Now she's starting to, like, catch on. Like, there's something weird happening here. Mm -hmm. Rapunzel and Belle ask if she was kidnapped or enslaved. Ariel asks her if she made a deal with a sea witch. Snow White asks if it was true love's kiss. And then Jasmine asks if there was daddy issues. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, I don't, I don't have a dad or, wait, no, she says, I don't have a mom or something. And they go, neither do we, all of them. (laughs) Which goes right back to Disney and the whole dead parent thing going on. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad, as I move my microphone, I'm glad that you, you like it. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad that it makes, makes you happy. Here's my, my whole thing. With it is Disney's been becoming more self-aware slowly over the past decade, and and to me the the tongue and cheekness gets only cute so far. And then and then like you're saying, like when they literally you know basically have a monopoly on movies to kind of like rub it in your face, like ending that scene with C three PO. That I don't know. That didn't really work. You skip something. I oh what did I skip? What was Rapunzel, who is my favorite. Uh... Rapunzel asking, do people assume all of your problems got solved because a big, strong man showed up? (laughs) And she's like, yes. Which is the best line. (laughs) Because what is Ralph? The The big, big strong man. man. Yeah. Which, I mean, okay, Disney's, yeah, acknowledging their tropes, but they're also doing it in a way where they're also like, we're so awesome at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not. I don't know. There's other there's other issues with movies like Pocahontas that that extend beyond uh, the male gaze or 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 classical tropes. <laughs> I mean, there, there's like there's mm-hmm. deep racial things, and to just kind of wink and nod <laughs> that away, I think, is a little bit disingenuous on their part. What is great about this film is finally the female characters are equal to that of their male counterparts. So. Ralph is on his own thing. Penelope's on her own thing, but their their screen time is that of equal. Mm-hmm. And then you add Shankin, which is another strong female who is encouraging and strengthening Penelope. Like, here, let's. What do you want to do? And she's encouraging her to be strong in herself for what she's capable of doing. Without needing a big strong man to do what she needs to do, yeah. I mean, finally, Disney's breaking away from it through this film, and that's a great point. And I and I think that along with this self awareness has has come a, a a better portrayal of these characters. Like I think Stevie, I think it goes all the way back to is Frozen maybe the first example of this when they subverted kind of the uh, princess waiting for 
Prince Charming kind of. I mean, that's it, it extends on beyond that, but I think that might be. Well, the they first slap time. it in the face. Yeah, I mean, totally. Zen Frozen is definitely the first to kind of slap it away. So yeah. Oh. Well, entangled Rapunzel did save the man. That's a good point. Let's, let's roll it backwards. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's really tangled is better than frozen. Yeah. Thank Ooh. You. I Stevie, do you agree? Hot take. I'd agree. I think we're all in agreement. I would say this: Frozen just has a better soundtrack. Fair enough. Okay, um, let's go back to the movie. Yeah, good point. Instead of, <laughs> instead of us fighting. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's. I, it, I will it's, fight you any day. <laughs> it's a huge part of the movie. I, I looked at it. It's a four-minute scene, like a four four minutes, and they don't cut away for this segment from the bedroom of the princesses or the princess room or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like they're holding cell. Mm-hmm. I wish the only thing I wish too. Uh, sorry to go back here. I wish they wouldn't have shown that in the trailers. And I know I try to avoid trailers at all costs, but like I, I saw a lot of those, of those jokes. Uh, I think I saw like the ones where they're asking the questions. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But oh well. Yeah, I, it's they it, they showed it at D twenty three. I think to build the hype. Mm-hmm. And that's where they were trying to get people really excited about it and trying to get people promoted. I have a group of friends that showed up with all of the princesses to a, to an actual like opening night here in the Seattle area. And like all of them sat together in their princess clothing and there were photos and it was a huge thing because of that scene. And I don't think that would have been possible without that trailer. That's a good point. And it did That's build a true. lot of hype for, for the movie. Um, and yeah, I think, I think if they would have blindsided you with the princesses, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have been quite as ready for it. But we do got to hurry this up a little bit. So then this is kind of like we're at the 70 minute mark of the film. And Ralph has now made enough money. Oh, can we talk about Brave? Oh, yeah, go for it. Yes, go ahead. She's, she's from the other studio. Oh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> is she the only Pixar, prisna- she Pixar is. princess? Okay. Yeah, she is. She's the only Pixar one, which is why yeah. we don't understand her. Yeah, they do show a little bit of Buzz Lightyear in Oh My Disney, as like, but he's like an attraction that the, that the internet people are, are looking yeah. at. Yeah. But, but yeah, so this is like where, again, like, I think that I don't know if this movie has the strongest story because now we have to sort of add a conflict very late in the film and that's that ralph has made enough money to go back but he overhears a conversation uh um between vanellope and shank uh that that she you know she's found found her place here and then she just kind of doesn't want to go back and ralph is um kind of feeling possessive i I guess he's being uh too controlling of a friend and he he really takes it too far, and he like he gets a virus, and he puts <laughs> to it, kill a game. <laughs> an insecurity. Well, this is virus. where his insecurities of the friendship, and it kind of makes it undercut the friendship. I think in the film, mm-hmm. and it makes it not healthy part of the film. It's to me, to me, this whole part because the insecurity virus, what it what it essentially does, is I guess it like scans you and then like replicates your insecurity out like kind of cloning it. So like it initially goes in into the race and kind of messes with Penelope when she's trying to to do like a race with Gal Gadot, um, projecting kind of some of her insecurities. But then it sees Ralph and makes all these clones of Ralph who are like friend, 
friend. And I, <laughs> I, 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 there's something about that that makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know why. I'm not saying it's like wrong in any way, but it's just, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like it. And then when he grew to like be Ralph size of Ralph, but with multiple mm-hmm. Ralphs. So I saw Borg Ralph, giant hive mind Ralph. Giant Ralph. Yeah. Did you guys see the Nutcracker in the Four Realms? I did not. No. By Disney. So I went to the screening of that, and it reminded me of the 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 Rat King, which was also by Disney. So it was a very similar animation style where they use multiple rats to create the rat king. Oh, it was so creepy. (laughs) Because there was multiple rats. So they're using a similar animation style to create hundreds and hundreds of rats to create the rat king. And here they're using hundreds and hundreds of Ralphs to create a giant Ralph. And so Disney's using a similar style for both elements of film to execute it. But it's two totally separate, one CGI and mm-hmm. one is animation. Yeah. And so I thought it was interesting that I seen both films and executed in different styles to create a similar effect. And I think it looks, I mean, it looks pretty good. I, it looks incredible for yeah. Ralph. It was just unsettling to look at. It was unsettling, but it was really creepy. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. So Ralph, uh, let's see. So yeah, he's giant Ralph. Uh, then the way that the conflict is kind of wrapped up is that uh, giant Ralph has Ralph in one hand and Vanellope in the other. And Ralph kind of addresses her, her, you're not going to address the Pinterest pin used as a weapon. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I didn't want to, when is that? That's right. In this moment where like Ralph is, so Pinterest is one of the websites they go into because they crash into it, and he's using like the pin from Pinterest mm-hmm. as a weapon to try to beat up himself <laughs> and like the virus. It's pretty great. Which, as an avid Pinterest user, I was laughing my butt off <laughs> because, well, I, I use Pinterest a lot. Yeah. Mostly to make my costumes and get ideas for costumes, that of Disney costumes. Yeah, it was hysterical. I love. I it is a very 21st century movie. Like even like when Ralph's going viral, like showing the people in like modern meeting conference rooms watching watching a video. Like I've I've done that before at work. <laughs> We've been in a conference room and someone pulls up a video. Like it's it's. I don't. Know, I did. I did appreciate that. So uh, just to yeah, just to wrap up. So Ralph addresses his insecurities, and he essentially says that you can't um, control your friend. That you shouldn't hold your friend back. Uh, from achieving her dreams, and that causes uh, all the Ralphs to disappear. It wasn't too preachy or too cheesy either. Like Disney really handled it well, which is good that children were able to see it mm-hmm. and be able to understand it it's in a, a good way. It's a very adult message, more adult. You know what I mean? Like it's a very. I got the feels from it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Disney yeah. handled it well. Um, and then I know uh, I don't know if anything is too noteworthy here at the end yeah things kind of just go back to normal now they're now in a long distance uh friendship she uh vanellope's on the internet ralph's back in in, in his game um but the, the, i know you want to talk about the post-credit scenes i i okay i had to run to the bathroom as soon as the movie ended because <laughs> I, ref- I refused to go to the bathroom in the movie i haven't done it since bug's life but 
That was the, the, literally the closest I've come in my life. I have since a child sized bladder, and I can manage to do it with an old beverage in me. I I have a some, I don't know, I have an infant sized bladder, and I don't have any control over it. And it's a ticking time bomb. So, uh, but uh, do you want to? What were the post credit scenes? Because these are always there fun were two to talk of about. them. So the first one was the trope is pop goes the human (laughs) and it's basically the big, the setup is um, what, you know, this little child's playing the game and the idea is what you, you saw something in the trailer and you didn't see it in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty good. I mean, they, they really handed it to us. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, like, it's the idea of the child is literally playing the game and Ralph is in the game and you either f- send the milkshake to one or you send the pancakes <laughs> to the bunny. Milkshake. The milkshake to pancake. the kitty. Milkshake and pancake. And the, the child is playing the game. Well, the challenge is Vanellope comes in with a cartload of pancakes and Ralph is very literal and you can only send it to the bunny <laughs> and Vanellope's like but no what about and he's like no and he just keeps sending it to the kitty to the bunny to the bunny to the bunny she's like no send it to the kitty he's like no and the poor look on the bunny's face <laughs> oh <laughs> pure agony oh yeah it was all so sad and it's pop goes the bunny and apparently it's supposed to be like like some kind of Moana tie-in with the girl who's playing the game too. Like it's the same voice as uh, Baby Moana or something. Someone was telling me. I don't. I wish but they I had cut, that. Me. They cut back to the little child in the car. <laughs> the child's in agony because you know the child saw the bunny go pop. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see the bunny go pop. Oh. Was there a second post-credit scene too, or is that? was what was the second one because we i think we definitely left i don't think Steve, we saw this one. take that one okay so i'm with pappy i ran straight to the bathroom <gasps> yeah we didn't really? see it both yeah. of you yeah this is all I had you to go please leave me hanging here well God, you men i, I know men are useless <laughs> this is why you guys need a woman on the podcast exactly that's <laughs> what i'm saying and and and, and i want to do mention that when when i brought up do you want to be on the record while you're because like, i'm a girl it's like no because i fucking love disney <laughs> not because you're a girl <laughs> I, said something else. <laughs> I did not say because i was a girl oh oh i think i said cause I have boobs oh that may have been what you said <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> but so wait, okay what's the second plus credit scene was Rick rolled. It was a Rick roll. Oh, oh yeah. great. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> because earlier in the film, Ralph was doing all the YouTube videos and he was doing like all those of whatever BuzzTube videos. Mm-hmm. But then like the second one, you were expecting something, right? You're hoping for something. And then we all got Rick rolled. That's he started singing the song. Now we're gonna give you up. Now we're gonna hit you. Yeah. yeah. And then just, <laughs> hey, you can leave now. You can go. You can go. Oh, uh, I was laughing so hard. That's pretty good. And 
Uh, we are. Uh, we got to run to another podcast. We're actually recording Hunt for the Wilder People too tonight, and the guys are messaging the group thread. But we're not going to rush this yes or no because I think this is worth talking about. Stevie, we'll have you go first. Yes or no for Ralph Breaks the Internet. Okay, I will give this a yes. And I say this, I'll say this, you know me, Wreck-It Ralph is one of my favorite Disney movies ever made. Like, I watch that movie you quite a bit. You collect the pins. I collect guy. the pins at Disney World, I do, anywhere I can find them. I don't them. understand. Uh, but I don't think this quite measured up to the first one. And I think this movie's one saving grace, and I'm like a music fanatic, was Penelope's Slaughter Race song. Oh, we didn't even mention that. I- I know. It reminded me a lot of La La Land. And it was just, I don't know, it's a very fun song. I thought it was really well done. My heart's in flight and wow, it's a blast. Feels like my dreams are real at last. No trace of a frown upon your face. Flying so fast. Setting the pace. Living the life. Loving the chase. Now is the time. Here is the place this Um, This movie is funny. It didn't carry the weight I think the first one did, which this movie, unfortunately, will be compared to the first one. Um, And I just think that the first one was an all-around better movie structure-wise. This one was kind of all over the place. But I will give this movie a soft yes. And I want to end on a positive note, so I'll go next. Uh, This is a no (laughs) for me. (laughs) And and I I, I know I'm in the minority here. Um, but I just want to kind of explain myself one. I, I, my least favorite thing in film is like the reference based comedy, especially like real world reference based comedy. I just, I, I'm not saying it's not funny. It just doesn't make me laugh. It's just, just my brain just doesn't click with that. And I feel like that's a lot of, a lot of this is, Oh, it's, I know that Google, I know that Twitter. Oh, it's an Instagram. Like it's an e-boy. Like, I don't know. That's, Doing the this Disney project and seeing the, what the high levels of art that Disney is capable of in something like a Bambi or a Pinocchio or a Fantasia, and then we're reducing it to this meta commentary, it, it really just rubs me the wrong way. And it feels a little self, uh, self, and I don't know, patting yourself on the back a little bit too much. But I did have some, some good times. I, I, I did lower my rating down to two stars. I just don't want. I just don't want this. I just don't want the studio to become become this. And why Princess Leia didn't walk into the room full of princesses, I think it feels like a missed opportunity to me. But I digress. Let's end on a positive note. Pixie Bomber, Renee, person with boobs on the podcast, friend of the pod, <laughs> what do you give? Ralph Breaks the Internet. So with... I'm kind of glad that Princess Leia did not walk into that room. Because, well, all of the princesses needed their own independence and they worked together and it was pure joy for me. But that first original film was a definite yes for me and this one was not, was not that hard yes. Friendship was a backbone of that first film and while this film shows the letting go of friendship and that growingness to it they made like some serious references to that six years throughout the film and it fills in that gap in space Hmm. but it really got old to me and 
sequels are always hard to follow up with the strong original. They're, the separate timelines were little, or separate stories were hard to follow in the timeline. And some of it was a little bit too much at times. So, I don't know. My boobs are a little soft on this. So I'm going to give it a soft <laughs> yes. <guess. laughs> well done. That's a standing ovation from the Twitters, or from the spoilers in-house audience. Uh, that, that's a good point, too. One other thing I want to say quickly is when Bob Iger came into power... Uh, Steve and I talk about this a lot. One, he had to start looking externally because of intellectual property laws were going to expire, and then they probably knew they couldn't renew it again. And so he, he went on this quest to acquire properties. But he also laid the hammer down and said, no more sequels. And we're going to stop doing sequels. And that kind of... And ush- Home on the Range. And that, yeah, that kind of ushered in the golden age of Disney, like his Iron Fist, his we're going to create new intellectual properties that we can sell for the next 75 years to kids. Um and and to, to I think this is a little bit of a step back, and it makes me so nervous for like Frozen Two. And are we gonna have to deal with five more years of of rehashing what we've already done? But but <laughs> Pixie Bomber, you were great on the podcast. That was uh, we sometimes that was awesome. with a guest I get nervous and it doesn't go well, and that went freaking awesome. I think. Did you have fun? Did you like it? <laughs> I had fun. Yes. Okay, that's good. Nice. Well, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. I'm Thank glad you, you so guys much. Didn't put me in a corner. For, yeah, you don't have to be on movies for people with boobs. You can be on any movie you want. You have an open invitation to spoilers. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stevie, I guess we should sign off and take it away. Spoiler Man? We gotta run. Sounds good to me. Take it away, Spoiler Man. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, 1. Search for movie spoilers. 2. Click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. 3. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Spoilers.